If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, welcome back to Nathan's Golf's podcast. Today is called Coronavirus or COVID-19, Keeping Golf Alive. And today I'm with Danny Hobbs. Hi, everybody. Um, yeah, sorry we haven't got a few podcasts out in a while. Uh, it's probably about two weeks now, but with all of this going on, it's um, disrupted life a little bit, and um, we haven't had a chance. But now me and Danny are together for a day, and uh, we're going to talk about the coronavirus and how it's affecting us. Um, so the virus itself is uh, very contagious. Um, mostly affects the elderly or people at risk. So if you've got asthma, uh, diabetes um, and the death toll is rising and it's starting to get a little bit serious so I'm one I don't know what you're like Danny as well but I was one when it started I was kind of like a bit of a joke about it like it can't be that serious well it's like when it first started a lot of people was coming along going oh you know why is everyone making a big deal of it it's only the flu it's only the flu and I was one of those people everybody was yeah and um, I've seen it on Facebook now as it's got further and further along People start posting like all these memes and all these like really really um, captions about um, COVID nineteen, and I've seen somebody like reply and say, "Look, this is really really serious. This is really disrespectful." But one thing the UK is very good at is kind of taking the mick out of ourselves, yeah. and it's with respect. If everybody posts how serious this COVID nineteen, which is awful, is um, is affecting people's lives, their livelihoods, uh, people's going to lose loved ones. We're all going to get it, I believe. And um, it's like a tragic time, and it's unknown. The whole country's in uncertainty, just like the whole world is. But when people's posting funny stuff, I kind of like that. It kind of like gives you a little bit of humour. It gives you no one's like takes, takes the edge off. Yeah, it, exactly. Like, like you know, if giving us something to like laugh about, I see like funny jokes about bog rope. But <laughs> you know, the difference is, is if we all put all the doom and gloom up, it's it's just going to make us even more depressed. We need some kind of laughter, some kind of like you know uplifting message we all know how serious it is i mean it's becoming so serious now where like last night for example me and you we went to the pubs it's a um yeah, yeah. Day, the pubs they all closed down and you made the most of it and now you're thinking there's no restaurants to go to no cinemas public places like you know everything's been cancelled it's, it's, um, it's got a little bit a little bit serious i mean last night um me and dan were going to do the podcast and um we were literally <laughs> just about to sit down and write it all out and then I was looking for my phone and we got a pub down the road called the Imperial and we got the Exchange and um, the Duke and the Duke and they had um, a post saying two pound pints and I just looked at Dan and we just knew straight away well podcast ain't getting done today well actually what we did say was we'll come back after we've had a few drinks yeah. and do it but then we rolled in at about half twelve um, bit drunk Dan was a bit sick. Um, I was up until four o'clock in the morning. And I, I christened the sink. It yeah, was pretty he was, awful. He was hurling <laughs> everywhere. But back to the um, that yeah. So no, so that was the the last day. The pub was going to be the pubs are open. The pubs are now closed by government enforcement. 
Um, I don't know, you might, I might not have brought it up in previous podcasts, but I actually manage a pub um, up on the moor. Um, and we closed on Thursday, um, or Thursday, Friday. And um, we've now opened as like a community um, area where people, if they're struggling, they can come in and get a meal um, and they'll be cooking lunch at 12.30 and dinner at 6. And it'll be a kind of, if you want to pay anything, put some money in a charity box. Um, they're just doing it to help people out who are in need, which is quite, quite good. Um, the thing that British are really good at are in times of need, we kind of pull together um, and we kind of stiff bottom lip and we go, go at it. But yeah, so enough of that stuff there. <laughs> Get a bit serious there, this sorry. This may not be the most uplifting podcast, but... <laughs> no, it's going to be good, it's going to be good. Like, well, okay, let's, let's change the mood. So me and Danny uh, yesterday, we were like, okay, let's get a couple of bottles of wine, we'll have wine, then we'll do the podcast. And um, we walked into Audi, and as soon as we walked out, this guy was like, oh, I hope you don't want anything, because everything was gone. Yeah. And um, another guy walked it, walked out of a couple of bottles of wine, and I was like, bloody hell, he's got the last bottle of wine. And then and, we did make a joke about the whole shopping hoarding. There was a woman, she had a basket with three items in it. I go straight behind her, and I was like, oh, yeah, we see who's taking all the, excuse me, like, I'll use some explanatives, but who's taking all the shopping. And <laughs> she made a laugh and joke about it, but... You she know, was struggling. She, yeah. she she had nothing for dinner. She actually said she had no meat to make a bolognese, no vegetables to make a bolognese. So basically, she's going to go and have fruit and fiber crackers and um, <laughs> horrible with a glass of milk. So it's not good. All these people who's panic buying and that they're not thinking of the elderly, the people that's vulnerable. They're thinking about themselves. Yeah. Um, the demand for chest freezers and stuff like that has gone through the roof. Bread makers because and bread makers is a good idea because you're kind of like you know. You're helping yourself, you're helping the shops, and you're helping the vulnerable because you're allowing bread to go to them. Make your own bread at home, like make your own stuff at home. Yeah, you're not, not going to find it in the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But as for actually getting a chest freezer just to stock it up, yeah, it is worrying times. But think sensible and think about other people. There's people out there who's like single mothers and they got like, you know, young um, siblings and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, they can't get nappies for their child because everyone's panic buying. Yeah, we, we were struggling. Obviously, I've got, we've got a little baby, um, Willow's coming up to one um, on the 16th of April. Um, and we were kind of struggling to find formula. Um, they've now put um, bar, uh, little security tags on the formula now, so we can buy two at a time. Um, so now we've got two in there. So Willow, Willow's got, got food, but buying nappies and, and wet wipes I mean wet wipes aren't essential we can use a cotton pleat yeah I don't like it because I always get my finger in it but yeah. um but we can survive but it's just making sure that we're being sensible yes we need this and we need that but the demand of the companies aren't going to just say okay we're not making bread anymore They're, they can still make bread they can still get meat out they can still do everything at the minute like it's nothing to you don't have to go out there and just buy loads of poo rag best thing you can do is like if this country gets put into lockdown which it could happen um we're quite well at self-assaining like, yeah exactly but all you gotta do is write like a list out of and like plan your meals for two three four weeks you know and just it don't have to be a big expensive top-notch meals just like whether it's like soup and bread or whether it's like beans on toast just something simple something that's cheap and efficient and go get yourself four or five loaves of bread freeze four of them, use them sparingly. Like, you know, you can go and get 10 tins of soup, 10 tins of beans, 10 tins of tuna, and you can get that there and you can just stick it away in a cupboard 
And then when that decision gets made that we're put on lockdown, you've got your rations there. Like you yeah, well, can do it. See, that's the thing that I think we're trying to get away from, like people buying so many bread. Um, because like if they buy four or five bread, then that's going to take it away from everyone. Yeah, but the problem is, is if everybody did that now rather than overbuying and buying like 10, 12, 15 loaves of bread for no reason. Yeah. If everybody just got themselves a rationed portion ready for the yeah, lockdown yeah. and then go back to the shops and live their day, live every single day normally, do your normal shop, then the food will start becoming more available. I'll work in the food sector and we supply, um, in the food factory, we supply packaged fish. So we do smoked and we do... Um, obviously you know ready prepped mm. but our orders right now are so big and we can't fill them and we had a briefing with our manager and he actually said to us what we're trying to do now is to do physically as much as we possibly can in the given time and send that out so now we're just trying to mass produce as much as we can the demand's so big it's going to get bigger and bigger but if people's just sensible get it get a ration things lock it away and go back to shopping normally Food has started like, creeping in more. We're all in this together. We all need to help each other and be a bit more aware, you know? Right, so I'm going to get into the actual thing that we're going to talk about now, which is the coronavirus, but how it's actually affecting golf. Um, so I've got a few bullet points here. I'm going to read them out, and then we're going to um, give our views on how they're going. So the first one is, why is it okay to play golf whilst the coronavirus is, is live? Um well, one, it, you're not really um, very close to people. I mean, the closest you get to people is being on the tee box and on the green. Like normally when we're playing, like I'll hit it down the middle of the fairway and then Dan might be in the hedges somewhere or something like that. He's saying that with a smile on his face because <laughs> normally he's the one who's hooking it and then I'm the one who's in the middle of the fairway. But Actually, today, but today it was a lot of fairways found yeah. today. But, um, but yeah, like you're not that close to people. Um the government have said it's okay to play golf um, it's really good for your fitness. So in a time like this, if you're just going to be cooped up in the house all day, every day, like what you, oh, that is shaking, but um, you should be in the, in the bed, in the, right. So start again. <laughs> so my dog got up and I got completely distracted. Yeah. Well, basically what you're saying is obviously when it comes to golf, it's not a contact sport. We've got a club pro at our um, local place Simon, where we're yeah. members uh, called Simon Investor, Alfred Lee in Plymouth. And he released an email to all the members and he said, we're trying to do whatever we can to stay open. It's about everybody working together, keeping golf safe. He gave us all an email saying loads of different stuff. Um, so basically the rules has been put into place, for example, would be no close contact with your playing partner. So when you're on the tee, you know, keep your distance six to eight foot. You're not within proximity. Um, when you're actually playing on a golf course, you will find stray balls. Don't pick them up. Don't touch them. Because if somebody's playing there and they're handling that ball and they have been in contact, you can pick it up that way. It, st not... it stays on the, the surfaces for 12 yeah, hours. exactly. I, I must say, I'm very bad at that. Because if I see a Pro V, like, it's going in my bag. He's thinking that's four quid, which I can yeah. lose in a hedge like, like I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it in, um, I'll pick it up with my glove hand. Like, I'm pretty good at not touching my face on the way around. I'm pretty good at that. But like, I, I know, like, yeah, just, don't take my advice. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's not the best advice to do it. But we will get on to that there. So basically, yeah, we've got a bit, a bit also putting with the flag in. So that is an actual golf regulated rule which was introduced early 2019. So you're allowed to put with the flag in. Most players don't like doing it because it kind of loses your like line of sight with your when you're like in visualization the putting. But if you don't touch the flag, you're not lifting it out, dropping it on the floor, lifting it back in. 
you're not touching it. So we're not to touch the flags. You're not to handle the flags whatsoever. It stops the spread of the virus. You're also um, not allowed to rake the bunkers, even though it's winter and the bunkers ain't really in play anymore anyway. If you do play a bunker, you do it with your shoe. Yeah. Um, it's about trying to not touch anything other than your golf club, your golf ball, and staying as far away from people as you can. The benefits from this is, what would you rather do? If you love doing, like people go to the gym, they're all being locked down. So what are they going to do? How are they going to get their workout? I don't work out. I go golf. I do a four and a half hour round. It's good. You're out. You're socializing. Fresh air. Fresh air. The fitness, the mentality, your focus. You're not thinking about the virus. That, that's the main thing. Like the being mentally sound. Like it's so easy. If you're in your house all day, every day and just listening to the news. Yeah. Listening to the news. You're just media driven. You're just going to get down, depressed. You're not going to have a good time. You're, you're just going to be a zombie like you might as well just like just do nothing all day so by getting out onto the golf course um especially for me like i think it's really good i just get out i forget about everything in the world i forget about the coronavirus obviously it's still in your head like you've got always procedures in place but i forget about the coronavirus i forget about financial strain that this is putting on us i forget about people dying i forget about everything and all i'm concentrating on is hitting this little white ball down the middle of the little middle of the fairway sometimes finding it in a hedge and then putting it in a hole and yeah that's it like that's all, I, all i'm imagining so for mental strength it's really good um and for getting away from the media because everyone can um can get really driven by the media and get really sucked into every day being like okay what's boris saying today what's what they're doing today what's changed what hasn't changed um what's going to kill me what's not going to kill me get on the golf course forget about everything and go from there Darren says what people's got to remember is no news is good news but news tends to be bad news so if you can kind of stay away from all these news outlets and all these headlines the news is still going to be there. We know the death toll is rapidly rising. It's going up like doubling each and every day. And when they're releasing these totals, um, people are just thinking, oh, no, it's more people's time, more people's time, more people's got it. Yeah. Where, where, well, the one thing I got was, where are people? Um, like, So when I was working, they were like, oh, someone's got coronavirus in, in Plymouth now. Oh, someone's got an Exeter. It's getting closer. And it's like... The ugh. problem is, is it's everywhere. And, um, you know... But, we're very fortunate because I work in a public key sector, which um, is staying open, so my job's safe. I don't have to worry about that, and unfortunately, a lot of people are losing their jobs, just like Nathan is at the bad news with his, so it's not good. But golf is a hobby which, in in a public eye, obviously, right now, you see it on TV, it's all being closed down because obviously it's different for the professionals one is a spectator driven sport and two they've got their coaching staff media there it's a lot of people that can catch it but when you're just going out it's a way of self-isolating your mind from the world like you know yeah if yeah. i had the choice to self-isolate in, in home and be in my own company i'm not the funnest person to be around you and tell that by my mellow voice <laughs> however when i'm on a golf course i'm getting ecstatic i'm getting happy um, if everybody shared the responsibility, listen to their club pros, follow the procedures, follow the government um, guidelines, we can keep golf safe, we can keep it fun, we can give ourselves a better chance of being happy and not falling into a state of depression because this is serious times for the whole world, you know, so. Well, this brings me into the next question, which is uh, procedures in place on the golf course now. 
So uh, we touched on it a minute ago. Um, obviously, we're keeping the flag in to stop touching the flag. Um, we're so whenever you go into your pro shop now, it's one at a time. Yeah. And I saw today, um, uh, Carol, she was wearing gloves. So they're taking all these measures not to touch people. Um, when when we play a comp, me and Dan played a comp today. Um, Dan won. Uh, <laughs> I, I came a close second. Um, so um, we that we'll touch on that in another podcast. But um, we handed our cards in. We didn't have to sign each other's card. We marked each other's cards, but we didn't have to sign it. So me and Dan didn't even have to touch each other. So they're taking all these procedures to not just help them but to help us um i have noticed on the flags as well there's like little ball bits so your ball doesn't go right down to the bottom yeah um what i was what i found really funny right was if what happened if you hit the perfect shot on a par three and you get your hole in one but it hits this little ring and it bounces out yeah because it's literally like the depth of the cup is normally like six or seven inches. Yeah, it's and, now like um, two or three. Now it's it? about one and a half to two and a half inches. Yeah. And if you hit a shot and it bounces, say, two yards from the flag, and a second bounce goes straight in, normally that will just sink in quite comfortably, but it will bounce out now. Does that count as a hole-in-one? Well, no. If it's, it's, it's a bounce out, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bounce out. <laughs> and if you've got players out there with discretion going, oh, yeah, that, that counts, that counts. No, it don't. Yeah, but you, you can't like, say, because you know, if you say you're playing like, like I got a hole-in-one a few months ago and you can't see the pin. So I hit my ball, I heard it hit the flag, yeah. but I thought oh, I'd be like six foot away. And I walked up and it's in the bottom of the hole. So um, if that happens, oh, it's hit the pin. And they walk up there and it's not, it's like just to the side of it. And they're like, oh no, it went in. Like, you're yeah. going to have like fake hole in one. So to have a hole in one, unfortunately, guys. The ball has to rest in the hole. Nathan says the ball has to rest in the hole. And if you're in the perfect argument against it, if you put with a flag in and it is a flag and bounces out, you're not going to say that's a good putt. You're not going to say it went in, are you? No. You're going to say you should have took a flag out. So if you have a hole in one and the flag's in and it bounces out, then guess what? It's not a hole in one. It hasn't rested in that cup. Until that ball's in that cup, it is not. Saying what? Uh, we didn't have any today, but um, the last round, we, me and Dan were playing and we were like, what if the flag is leaning our way and like we're both miles away from it, and we can't really just one of us walk up there because it makes play slow. If I walked up there, hold the flag for you, then you walk there, hold the flag for me. So we said, okay, if the flag is leaning towards a direction and it hits the flag and bounces out, and we both agree that that would have gone in because me and Dan are both kind of old fashioned and we like to have the flag out. Yeah. So we said if it bounces out and it looks like it was going to go in, the flag wasn't there, we'll call it. Obviously, yeah. in competition play, it's a bit different, but... It's like Alfred Lee's got a drivable par four, and um, it's a hard shot to it. I'll land on it. The wind is bellowing um, right to left. I've took a putt. It's on Nathan's golf actual video. And um, it's going YouTube, up to, get up on it. Yeah, it's going up to the thing. That was the Alfred Lee course vlog uh, video, one of his latest ones. And um, it actually hits the flag. But it was going in the hole perfectly, and that was from my first ego. And then the flag's just like <laughs> leant to the left and I just popped the ball out. And it was devastating. Every single time you watch it, you just think, God. Just take like, the flag know. out. But <laughs> it's like, you know, it's all right us saying, yeah, if it's leaning towards and that. But obviously, it's another thing that's discretion or like, you know. Yeah. Um, don't take a mick out of it. But if it's leaning right towards you, I know you can do about it. Keep yourself safe. Don't touch the flag. Don't abuse the rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, just show a bit of leniency. Golf's about honesty, you know. 
So gentleman's game. Yeah, exactly. Um, another rule is um, to play in three balls um, and not playing in four ball. So just less people um, to play, less people to talk to, like not no, less people to come in contact with. So it's just kind of downplaying. So say if you've got like four of you playing, or you're playing like two ball better ball, and you've got eight on the tee, like there's just as there's seven other people that you can catch the virus from. Um, what I'm doing is I'm only playing with like people that I normally play with now. So I've only played yeah. with yourself, my dad, and I'll probably keep it that sort of way. Um, I know a guy we we play with called Paul. Um, his uh, fiance is. Um, uh, uh, in the high uh, risk yeah, category. in the high risk category. So um, he's being very um, secure about it all now, and he's now from today that he said he's only playing by himself until this blows over. So probably won't see Paul for a while, but gives it gives him chance to play by himself and find his own game. Good thing about golf is you can just go out by yourself and have a just as good time. I sometimes I like it. It's a bit therapeutic, just walking around and by myself and just thinking about different shots and stuff. Yeah. See, that's where I'm different. Like, you know, I know a lot of people do like it and still relax on that, but I'm very competitive, extremely competitive. And if I play with somebody who's not playing very well, I don't normally tend to play well, but I like to up my game, be, be against it, chase somebody. And um, me and Nathan, we're the same kind of quality. And um, when we both play... High like, quality. Yeah, high quality. <laughs> as you see from the videos. And, um, but... As we're like playing, like I like to be pushed on, so the very few times that I've gone out by myself, it's just not the same. And I always think, if I've got a hole in one by myself, do I like shout and brag about it? Because everyone knows I don't play by myself. And yeah, if I go out and go, oh yeah, I just got a hole in one, who's going to believe it? I don't want someone looking at me and question. I want somebody to be there and witness it. You oh, know? Well done. Yeah. So no, that's the same thing. Like now, I've got my first hole in one. Like I remember going out by myself, and I'm thinking, I'm standing at like a 120 yard par par three, and I'm there like my pitch and where it goes 120 122 125 like this is perfect what if this goes in and i've been close yeah like i've been like six to ten inches away a fair few times and i've thought bloody hell if i if if, I, if that would have gone in no one's gonna believe me it's like oh yeah dad by the way i um i played the other day and i'll be like of course you did mate well done 180 yard path path uh path three mate straight in the hole You'd be like, no, get off. It's like Nathan knows how drives a par four. If I went by myself, I would say, well, I wouldn't say because I'm not a liar, but I could say, yeah, I've got a hole in one on a par four. And yeah, in the back of his mind, it's believable, but he's still going to doubt me for the rest I'm of I'm just going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, right. Next one. So that's procedures in place. I'm sure there's a lot more, but that's enough of us rambling on about that. There's more filtering through day by day. Yeah, exactly. Um, next one. What does it mean for professional golfers? Um, so we already know there's no majors, um, no tournaments happening at the minute. So there's nothing on TV for us to watch. Um, this is where you get across onto YouTube and type in Nathan's Golf and go subscribe to me. Put a little yeah. plug in there. But um, yeah, there's no majors. I know Augusta, has it actually just been cancelled this been year? Postponed. It's been postponed. Yeah, 100% been postponed. They're planning on playing it in september or october yeah oh, well, i heard that and then i also heard someone else saying isn't it just cancelled this year now no 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 so what they've done is they postponed the next three tournaments which is the Masters. valero um texas open 
Um, and then two more warm-up events. The WGC down match play. Glad I remembered that one. Sounded good. <laughs> and um, another one. And then the fourth one was the Masters. Now, all these professionals use those three tournaments in different places as their warm-up, part of their schedule for the Masters. But they've said they've cancelled those tournaments. They've been stricken off. And Hideki Matsuyama, at the that's going to bug me, he's just played a tournament. And um, Mate, other players' championship, the unofic- unofficial fifth majors. Um, so basically, after the first round, they said um, they had limited spectators. And then they said they're going to play rounds two, three, and four on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, behind closed doors. So, i.e. only media people there, the players and their caddies. And um, then when they came out for the second round, after Hideki Matsuyama actually hit nine under, um, the purse being £1.5 million, and he's leading the way. Um, they actually said, look, change of plan, we're cancelling the next three tournaments, and this tournament here has been stricken from the record books. Now, he had a record equal in 63 at TBC at Sawgrass, he owned that here, and he got on the 18th, and um, that never happened now. We all know it happened, but it never officially oh, happened. So bad. So the worst part about it is, is there was, um, what's his name, CJ, CJ someone, um, but he actually pulled out because of his fears of the coronavirus. So he pulled out before they hit the first ball, and what they've done there is they said, it doesn't matter about your standings, the fact that they went there and they played, um, they've shared the, um, half of the prize fund between the remaining 143 players. Each player gets $52,000. So regardless if you Lovely. finish first or um, last. Now if somebody hit 16 over on the first round, whilst Matsuyama hit 9 under. <laughs> so there's a 25-shot difference there in the unofficial fifth major. And they both pick up exactly the same check. So right now, there's no <laughs> tournaments. The major, which is the first major that's in range to be affected, which is a Masters, first official major, has been postponed until September, October, but the rest of it, it's like the Premiership, that's been postponed now, it was April 3rd, now they're saying no other than April 30th. This is going to carry on, it's going to keep seeping through, I cannot see sports or majors or anything like that being played for the next two to three months, because whilst the country is still open, this virus cannot be contained, and um, whilst that's happening, you can't put a date on it. Because every day the numbers getting higher, it doesn't matter what procedures you put in place, there's still people out on the streets, still people coming into contact. And we can slow it down, we can't contain it, there's no vaccine, there won't be no sports across all genres. We've got a WrestleMania coming up next week. Um, that there, 90,000 people. I know Nathan said they don't want me plugging another sport. <laughs> That's 90,000 people. In the last three weeks, they've done that there in their performance centre. There's no audience. It's weird. I'd rather not watch it. You know, but when it affects the professionals, you got the professionals who's like, you know, Rory McIlroy, who earns like 60 million pounds from tournaments each year. And then you got him earning another 50, 60 million from sponsors, i.e. your Nike, your Titleist, your Callaway, um, your Ping. He's got different brands, different clothing, different equipment. However, when you've got people going around who's not well-known names, they're not going to have your big sponsor deals. They're relying on tournament income. And they've come out on the European tour, most of the women said this. They're relying on um, their tournament income. If you do not have a tournament scheduled, and they don't yet for quite a long time, mm. they're at home and they're living off what they got. And they can't earn more money. they got no sponsors. So it's affecting the pros in such a bad way that when we see them saying, oh, they're now in financial difficulty, you think, but they're a sports star, they're an athlete. No, they do what they do and they do it well. And that's what keeps them doing it. But at the end of the day, if you haven't got a sponsor, if you don't have a background, if you don't have that kind of like support, 
you're in the same boat as everyone else. These it, players it, can't it, do nothing. It's different talking about Justin Day, um, Jason Justin, Day, Jason Day, Dustin Johnson, uh, Roy McIlroy, like Tiger Woods. Like these guys here, they've got big sponsorships. They, yeah. They've got. They probably get. They they they're getting paid regardless now. Yeah. Because Roy McIlroy's got a sixteen million pound sponsorship with Nike over two years. Exactly. You know, it's so, crazy. So he's the, the, these guys, like they care about everything going on, but it doesn't matter. Like that, basically, the only thing that they're missing is the love for the game yeah. and playing competitively. They've still got their financial backing, or most of it. Like I know they can't win their big jackpots and that, but they're still sitting pretty. Yeah. It's the players who are like. Not in the top hundred. We got like Cameron Champ, for example. He's an up and coming star. He's there and he's um, won one of the tournaments in Australia, and he's trying to make a name for himself. And people's getting a bit like excited about him. He's picking up little sponsorships, but he's not got the big one with like Titleist, Nike, Callaway, Ping, Taylor Made, anything like that. Mm. So at the moment, this is kind of like you know, he's like progressing, progressing, and he's just going to a brick wall now. Yeah. Because there's no exposure. This game when we start again could be next to nothing. Rory McIlroy, and I'll quote, he actually came out, he said, yeah, obviously it's about um, people's safety, and he's very happy with the decision. He said, but he's going to go home. Yeah, he's got acres of land, and he's got a golf course built into the back of his house. Nice. Went, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he said, I'm going to go home. He said, I'm going to keep on practicing, safe, isolated. He's like, but I don't know when I'm next going to swing a club and be playing a professional tournament. And the people who don't have that support financially, they're the kind of people that are not just thinking, I don't know when I'm next going to play. They're thinking, I need to play. Yeah. If not, my career is over, you know? And this is going to affect a lot of people. And your game, you lose that sharpness, that competitive edge. If you've got momentum right now and you're playing well, like Mark Leishman, he's playing like some great golf. And um, Phil Mixon started finding form again. Rom, Rory McIlroy, John Rom, Brooks Koepka, that there's all being rekindled. Brooks did um, Yeah, Brooks trying to come back from the injury, but all that there's like being rekindled, all that momentum is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. It's going to be completely different. They're not just going to pick up. It's not that easy golf anyway. Next question. Um, same question, really, but for us. So what does it mean for amateur golf? So this is like members and people who just play golf like twice or three times a week like we do. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot is really going to change. Um, for, at the minute, it might change um, when if golf courses close. Yeah. Um, but at the minute, um, nothing's really changed. Um, we've got procedures in place. We, you've got to do different things, like what we were talking about earlier, the flag and going in one by one in the pro shop. Um, but other than that, I'm still signing the tee. I'm still hitting the ball. I'm still playing two or three times. This week, I've played four times. But I'm still playing a lot of golf. And I'm doing all right. Um, I'm listening to the government say where is safe, where are safe places and everything. Um, and everything's just normal. That being said, if the government say we're closing down um, other areas now and golf courses happen to be in it, um, what would it do for my game not playing golf for three months? Yeah. I mean, at the minute, I'm playing quite well. Um, I've been playing for two and a half years. And I've got down from a strong, strong 28 handicap yeah. to now I'd like to say after this tournament, I'd like to see my handicap at 18 yeah, or near sure there 18, and yeah. whenever we go out now we play off 18 and we hit rounds of 11 over 12 over 14 over 18 over um but if i don't play for three months i can quite confidently say oh i would probably see myself shooting 20s again 
Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, for a little bit, I'll get back in the swing yeah, of things. But it's just losing that edge and it, losing that feel, that like kind of uh, swing that you've got. Yeah. Like you're always changing your spin, uh, spin. You're always changing your swing um, consistently, and you're trying different things. But you will get rusty. It's just like anyone. If you have an injury in a different sport, you're not going to be playing straight away. And for amateurs, it's more of a case of. If we all work together and we keep the procedures going, if you've got an isolated golf course, China Fleet in Plymouth, they've just closed down yesterday, um, their leisure and spa centre, but they've also included the golf course into that. I don't get that. Pardon? It's like, they can isolate the golf, but they just don't want people being around them, contact and stuff like that, so they've just closed the whole facility. But like but, at Alfred Lee, they've done the exact same, but they've kept the golf course open. Yeah, they've kept the golf course open, they've kept people outside, so you're not allowed to drink in a bar anymore, yeah. instead it's all outside on the terrace. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we have, um, we, we have, we are, we are more of a family oriented club, like China Fleet is a corporate place, yeah. but St. Melian will still be open. Yeah, St. Melian will still be open, yeah. So and I, I, I don't get that. Maybe, maybe they know something that we don't know, and then golf course is going to cut close. Soon. I mean, some of these people they're just taking precautions, but other people yeah. they're trying their hardest as a golf community to actually keep these places open. And <coughs> as a, I'd always want to go out and play golf. Like I don't want to be stuck at home, so it's not going to affect us amateurs. who has got a full time job who plays like twice a week. It's not going to affect us too much. We can always go to a field and hit a few balls, but hit a few it, cows. It, yeah, hit a few cows, but. You do want it to stay open, and it's just about everybody working together. Same with the virus. You want to contain it. Everybody work together, do their bit, and let's slow it down and try and beat this. Yeah. All right, next question. Um, golf at home. So, two months' time, um, golf courses are closed, the world's ending, and there's nothing to do outside. You're not out to go outside. Yeah. What can you do inside? Well, you can do you, – you can putt inside. You can get – you can chip – so say you can get a towel down and chip off a towel. Yeah. Get some ping pong balls. Get a soccer net, like you know, going yeah. out there. You can get. If you've got a big enough balls. room, or if you can go out in your garden, you can get a, a hit in that. Yeah, get an aerated ball. There's even, if you've got a bit of money and you don't mind, like you know, using it at this kind of crucial, crucial time. time <laughs> then there are those golf projectors you can get. And I would, if you've got a similar, yeah, yeah, similar, they're class. But obviously, oh they, my, I, they I would, almost play a proper course. It's class. I, I would love. Just now, just be like, oh yeah, I got a simulator in the garage. Oh, let's get that out. Yeah. I'll, I'll literally, I wouldn't even be going out playing golf now. I'll be like, okay, lockdown. I'm containing. Yeah. Let's go. Say to your message, you're going to see me for two weeks. I just play golf. I'm doing office work. Nathan, you're you're you work you you run a bar. Yeah, office work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hitting my golf ball, but um, yeah. So you can still keep golf alive. There's plenty of facilities, plenty of devices. That you can do plenty of training techniques. Um, you can hone in, hone yeah, in. You can, yeah, you can keep your skills there. So, overall summary there: um, opinions on the coronavirus and how it's uh, affecting golf, and what to do. Oops, sorry. And um, one of the things you can do is turn your telephone off when you're doing a podcast. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's my house phone yeah <laughs> looking right. up his mobile phones on silent I didn't hear the vibration <laughs> it's, it's literally my old man right okay so bas- basically we're going to um, the Belfry um, in September, September and someone's paid me £50 and now he wants me to confirm that £50 come through to my account <laughs> I will literally do that I will literally do that in about five seconds leave me alone <laughs> so 
overall opinions on um, the coronavirus and everything. Um, for me, at the minute, it's not really affecting golf. It's just about getting through this stage and then getting to the next stage and taking it day by day. Keep going out there, keep hitting the ball and keep on playing. But most importantly, keep your distance and keep safe. Keep safe, yeah. You know, keep um, sanitised, keep keep it clean and um, enjoy the game. Like, don't stay at home when you can go outside, but if you're going to go outside, don't ruin it for others. Yeah. You know, let's keep safe. Right, my old man's going to keep calling me, so I might as well take the phone call. Here we go, he's calling me again. Right, so... Um, so I'm going to finish up this podcast now because he's literally not going to stop calling me. That's literally six times. Yeah. Right. So he's going to keep calling me. I'm going to take this call and I hope you... <laughs> do it again. Right. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, sorry the old man's had to call me so many times and end it, but that is it. Um, keep tuned. Um, we'll try to get a podcast out every week now keep for you tuned. guys. Keep tuned. Stay tuned, people. Uh, sorry, <laughs> English. Keep tuned. So we we'll, we will get a podcast. I know we've been away for two weeks, but we're back and we're going to get a couple podcasts out every week now. Me and Dan will meet up every week. Still, we might have to keep our distance a bit more, but we're going to keep on putting podcasts out and we're going to try to get back to our weekly schedule. So until next time, guys. See you later. Keep playing golf. Stay safe. Peace. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.